0: Welcome back, children of the revolution, to What You're Not Listening To, the audio educational anthology series here on Ace of Spades, PDX.com. And I am Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr., your host, show producer, <laughs> webmaster, audio engineer, researcher, videographer, and writer. Doing all here on the DIY, sponsor and commercial free, as always. Yes, it's been a month since many of you have heard from me. And um, let's recap what's been going on in my life because um, it's leading up to why I had to do this show today. So my sister, Rachel, came into town in late October and basically turned our lives inside out and upside down and then left in the middle of the night after less than 10 days here. Yes. Uh, It's very, very sad. And somehow now my entire family is hating me for asking her to come up here to start a new life. Which was at her request So, there is all of that crazy going on Which is, well, typical Brown family crazy You know, no one should be surprised But it still is very painful Sadly, on uh, Veterans Day of all of all days uh, Ron, uh, Ronnie Smith, uh, baby boy Who has been my co-host for many shows And uh, was the subject of our show about colors program Back in late September uh, just turned 75, fell and uh, cracked several ribs as well. He was in the ICU in the trauma unit up at uh, Oregon Health Science University. They've treated him real well. He's on the mend, but it's a slow process, especially when you're 75 years old. And then I had a really bad stomach flu on top of all of this, uh, just getting over the last couple of days. And I've been working for the last two months, 60 or more hours a week. My God. By the way, I also turned 53, which I'm always very happy to get older. And um, being a long-term AIDS survivor, this show, again, coming back full circle here. Why I had to do this show today? Well, Children of the Revolution, uh, this show is coming out um, for some of our international fans. It's coming out on uh, World AIDS Day. For the rest of you, it's coming out just a few hours before. And today, we're looking Before the Rhapsody. And just days before the third annual World AIDS Day in 1991, 30 years ago, yes, 30 years ago, one of rock's most iconic frontmen, Freddie Mercury, died of the disease. This show revisits the time just prior to their worldwide success, where they were breaking out of the glam rock ghetto into becoming legendary. Prior to their 75 classic Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen were a part of a wave of early 70 British rock groups often associated with glam rock. However, their music drew on a wider variety of influences than most, and their initial sound drew much inspiration from the heavy rock acts of the day, doing no small part to guitarist Brian May's fondness for Jeff Beck and Jimi Hendrix. May, a physics student, even built his own guitar, nicknamed the Red Special, which he has played on every single Queen album, from a hundred-year-old fireplace with the help of his father. The band met in college. May and drummer Roger Taylor were previously in a group called Smile that recorded a few tracks with their friend Tim Staffel that went nowhere and the group disbanded. However, one of Smile's biggest fans was a man named Farrakh Balsara, another student who originally hailed from Zanzibar, as as what it was called at the time. Balsara changed his name professionally to Freddie Mercury, and the guys recruited bassist John Deacon to join their fledgling group. Naming themselves Queen, they released their first album in 73. Their second album, simply titled Queen 2, gave the, uh, the group their first British hit, and they slowly built their reputation as a live act. But it wasn't until their third release, Sheer Heart Attack, that the band would start a path to the mainstream success in both their native UK and at the time, most importantly, in the US, that they so desperately wanted. As uh, Brian May once stated, We do play to our audience. It's very important. You can't create music in a vacuum. They had planned a live release in 75. Bell held off to work on A Night at the Opera, named after a Marx Brothers film that would contain their career-defining release, the aforementioned Bohemian Rhapsody. Their sound would evolve dramatically from the harder rock they now developed into being a commercial powerhouse for a time, even becoming one of the biggest music acts in the world by 1980. Mercury was always the focal point for the band, and he lapped up the admiration greatly. Even after the band went into more commercial uh, sound in their second and final decade, the group focused on their audiences that were much more welcoming to this new sound, including fans in Eastern Europe and South America. It had been rumored for some time that Mercury had been ill, as witnessed by his lack of touring after 86 and his appearance in the band's recent videos. After what was a comeback album for them critically and commercially, Innuendo, in 91, Mercury died in the last week of November, right after the U.S. holiday Thanksgiving of that year, only publicly revealing he had the disease the day before his passing. Which, ironically, was just a half a week from what was then the third annual World's Day event that year. Notably, Mercury was also the first person of celebrity from the Middle East to disclose the status and die from the disease. Always remember, fight AIDS, not people with AIDS. Yes, alrighty. And uh, there's, you know, uh, so many new Queen fans. I mean, their uh, Greatest Hits album was re-released for their Bohemian Rhapsody biopic, which I have really mixed feelings about because of a Christ's sake, they couldn't even get the hair right because, you know, I was there and I remember. (laughs) But why let the truth get in the way of telling a good story, right? I've mentioned this before. Um, These recordings that we're uh, going to be featuring here are very treasured by their early fans. um, And really, you know, when people talk about the greatness of Queen, it's because they could throw down like nobody's business, and the work that they've done that you're going to hear in the next hour or so just cements that point. And speaking of which, our first track here is from their third album and quite possibly the greatest Queen album, probably one of the greatest albums of all time, honestly one of the greatest rock albums of the 70s, bar none. This album is just a stunner from start to finish and um, was recently featured in a film called Baby Driver. From 1974, this is Brighton Rock, and we will see you in about 30 minutes.
1: from them son and daughter and uh, a band that sounds like nutters actually and i like that Big bad Leroy Brown, he got no common sense. He got no brains, but he sure got a lot of style. Can't stand no more in this jail I gotta risk myself with this sentence. Gotta get out the heat, step in the a gotta get me that dead or alive. Bring back, bring back, got oh bring that Leroy Brown Cutie pie Bring back, bring back, bring back that Lyra brand. Yeah. Bring back cross the mighty fine sensation. Yeah, yeah. Gotta got himself elected president. Yeah.
0: was that something else? Welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to here on our annual World AIDS Day show. Yes, what was going to... Nothing, nothing was going to keep me from doing this program. And even earlier today, as tired as I've been, so a co-worker and friend of mine uh, has finally, finally decided, after all this time, to get the vaccine. And he lives... Quite a distance, as most of my coworkers do. They don't live in the neighborhood uh, where the store I work at is, um, as I do. And he really didn't know where to go or what to do or anything. So, thankfully, because of my connections with um, our local health department here in the state of Oregon, wonderful, absolutely just fantastic group of people who have worked with uh, a lot of this uh, with AIDS outreach and research and harm reduction. Um, was able to uh, provide us with some fantastic resources, literally blocks from uh, my home, which is literally blocks from our work. <laughs> Nothing was going to keep me from doing this show. I'm so very happy for my friend um, for for doing this and just really just getting it together after even all this time. Um, and I, it was a great experience. Um, really brought a whole lot of things home to me. Um, the way that we talk about COvid you know it reminds me so much of the first pandemic I had to live through which was AIDS and of course who was always there Dr. Anthony fauci always smiling always damn smarter than everyone else in the room sure why not when you're that fabulous you know take a bow my friend So here we are on our tribute to Freddie Mercury for World AIDS Day um, it was 30 years ago and I remember I was at work. And um, I'd come in, it was a Monday that I'd heard of this. And it was like all the talk in the lunchroom that day. And it was just strange because, you know, the first thing that people always said was, like, you know, well, you know, he was bi or he was gay. And I'm like, it's a disease. It doesn't care who you've slept with. It doesn't care how much money you make or how famous you are. Do you see the parallels between COVID and AIDS now? Because they're one and the same. A disease does not care who the hell you are. Alrighty. So here we are. First part of our show. Let's recap what we've heard before we get into the amazing and incredibly loud second part. Yes, if you thought this was going to be la, 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 it is. But with, you know, guitars pumped up to 11, baby. Kicked it all off with Brighton Rock from 1974, a sheer heart attack. After that, The Loser in the end from 1974 from the album Queen 2, which they did not tour behind uh, because Brian May, their guitarist, had uh, contracted hepatitis um, and was hospitalized for quite some time. After that, Son and Daughter, a live version of that from At The Beep from 1973, which was in several configurations, one in the UK and then one several years later in the United States. After that, Seven Seas of Rye, their first British hit from 74, is Queen 2. See what a fool I've been, which was the B-side of the Seven Seas of Rye from 1974. One of the very few Queen B-sides, like official B-sides, yes. After that, there was a demo recording by the pre-Queen group that Taylor and May were in called Smile, called April Lady. (laughs) Lady was like one of those... Words that really was in a lot of songs in the 70s. Just just same bro. Sis. People. <laughs> it was what it was and was the 70s, right? After that, the song we just heard. What a fun kind of throwback. Andrew's sister's track, that is. From '74, Sheer Heart Attack. Bring back that Leroy Brown, which is ironically about a song about a couple who fight, and this and the father Leroy takes the child, and his old lady comes back to get it (laughs) because reasons I gather and that happened (laughs) only in Queen songs now. Guess we get into the second part, so you'll notice there's a major difference between lyrically a lot of the content of these songs than everything else that followed. Um, Which was, and they followed a lot of the kind of, I don't want to say tropes, but there were a lot of themes there that were really common among hard rock acts at the time. And a lot of them were uh, dealing with fantasy elements, yeah, Lord of the Rings or whatever. And this song is no different. From 74's Queen 2, this is Ogre Battle, and we'll see you just before our extended grand finale.
1: i Like a baroness, middleman, man, trying out a litigation minor then again, killer. incidentally, you're that way I love you came naturally from Paris naturally. Naturally. The car she couldn't get, it's prestigious and precise She's a killer, queen, gunpowder, gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed uh, to uh, blow your mind Temporarily out of action, You're temporarily out of time, That's That's absolutely right. She's now to get you. She's a killer, cream, gunpowder, gender, tea, dynamite with a laser beam, guarantee to blow your mind. Who recommend at the price, insatiable and appetite? Wanna try?
0: Welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to here on Ace of Spades, PDX.com, the audio educational anthology series, sponsoring commercial-free, the award-winning one, I should say, yes. So I had a dear friend uh, who, uh, he's, uh, he recently did some time, and um, because of the pandemic, we haven't seen a whole lot of each other. Uh, he finally came by to see uh, Travis and Ron, and one of the things he couldn't... Uh, just you're so blown away it's like you wanted to this is an amazing award and I'm like yes it is you know we I, I do it for the fans I do it for love and um, I'm glad that uh, the judges of this competition saw that and he was incredibly impressed and for me is as awful as this may sound right I'm I've a couple of people who want to come over and see it and once it's, that's done I'm putting it back in his box and putting it in the storage just like I have all the other awards I've won because of the things we've done and not what you're doing. I don't want this place to be littered with them like it's my with my fan club meets or something, all five of you. <laughs> but don't think that I'm not just, every time I say it, I'm just like, damn, we did this. We really did. Now let's recap what we've heard on our World AIDS Day show. As a long-term AIDS survivor, this day really brings back a lot of... Um, it makes me happy. It makes me sad. There's some melancholy. There's a lot of memories. There's a whole lot of things. And with the COVID crazy that's been going on now for going on two years, a lot of that is repeated, you know, because the same shit's going on, right? <sighs> Can we all just get along and just get just get it together? All right. Freddie, we miss you. Kick off the second part of our show with Ogre Battle from Queen 2 from 74. Modern Times, Rock and Roll Live from 1973 is at the Beeb, and uh, which I actually prefer over at the studio version um, on uh, their debut album. Following that, from Sure Heart Attack, Killer Queen, their first uh, uh, big hit in England, uh, their first top five single there, and their first top uh, twenty hit here as well from '74, March of the Black Queen from '74, is Queen 2 is there. Keep Yourself Alive, their first, their debut single. Um, which only at the time charted in Japan, was re-released uh, in the U.K. and the U.S. and the U.S. became a top 40 single. After that, Stone Cold Crazy. Yes, seventy-four. "Sure Heart Attack, a song that Metallica's family has covered. And the song we just heard, The Night Comes Down, uh, which eventually appeared on their debut, uh, that from 71, that was a demo version of that. And uh, the band had recorded some uh, demos at... Dilly Lane Studios in England, and uh, were, uh, those five songs were re-recorded by uh, Tom uh, Roy Thomas Baker, who's also worked with the Cars and Molly Crew and a slew of other artists, uh, mainly through Electro Records, where he was a staff producer. Alrighty, now we're getting into the grand finale, the extended grand finale, which is actually four songs, yes, and they're all from their archival release, live at the Rainbow 74. It took them 40 years to put this out, and you just shake your head. As a person who's old enough to have seen Queen on their last U.S. tour, yes, you know, a co-worker said, I hate you. And I'm like, I, I don't know why. Um, they really could throw down and be amazing when they really wanted to. And um, seeing these recordings, which were um, fantastic by any stretch of imagination, easily my f- probably... <sighs> if I had to pick one thing by Queen to introduce anyone else, anyone to, it would be that DVD film, uh, Live at the Rainbow 74, because it just shows the band at full throttle. Alrighty. If you have questions, feedback, comments, dedications, love letters, requests are always welcome. Please drop me a line at daddybenbear, one word, daddybenbear at gmail.com. Find, my, find me on my design site at aospdx.com. Yes, I'm still recording these at one take. Or on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram by typing in Ben Brown Jr. Love to you all. It's weird to say Happy World AIDS Day, but let's just be thankful for uh, for what we've learned. Love to you all, and this is now. I'm here, liar, big spender, and in the lap of the gods.
1: time we'd like to do a number that was released oh they know it might as well get on with it it's a number released in the states as a single it's a number called liar I touch your lips with mine burn